0: Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Sports Shorts. That's Ross over there. That's Dan. That's Jared. How's it going, guys?
1: Hey, guys.
2: Tottenham are the greatest team the world has ever seen. Tottenham are the greatest team the world has ever seen. Tottenham are the greatest team the world has ever seen. And the Spurs go marching on. Glory, glory. Come on, guys, say with me. Glory, glory. Tottenham Hotspur. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. The Spurs are
0: top of the table. Come on, you Spurs. Woo! They even have their own songs, or do they just rip off Manchester United? Ah, Tottenham off... came
2: first. Nice try. You tried this last year. Tottenham
1: definitely <laughs> came first. <laughs> we looked this up.
0: <laughs> so Manchester United uh, rip off Tottenham. That's actually somehow worse looking for that's a bad look for them. Um hey, have you guys watched the Beckham documentary at all? No, how is Not it? No, it? oh, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm gonna go out there. So it is 90% uh football. Like, Which, and it's like 10% his personal life. Not so responsible it's pretty, for anything else, right? It's pretty great for that sense.
2: Nice. I hear it gets, some, I hear it gets pretty uh, deep with, with like him and Fergie and stuff and their relationship.
0: Yeah, the interviews are really cool. I mean, the funny, the the thing is, you can tell that uh, Gary Neville truly loves him, basically. Because Gary Neville, he there, there probably is not a more sincere person in... Uh, commentary than Gary Neville and all of his interviews are very sincere personally I wanted more Phil Neville because I just want more insight into Inter Miami and Phil Neville but uh because that was always that that was just such an enjoyable thing for me that he was there for a little bit um but yeah it was pretty good what no it didn't work I think if the rumors are true it sounds like it sounds like Messi did not want to play for uh Fizzer so you know who knows? Weird yeah, weird, right? But yeah, so it sounds like they fired Phil Neville and uh, that was like also then Messi came in the next day. I mean, they were pretty bad anyway there. I wonder, I just wonder how that impacted uh, the friendships between all those guys. But actually, I don't care that much. Uh, let's dive right into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive right into it. Uh, we're going to talk about the three and three New York Jets. Guys, what are your thoughts? Three and three New York Jets. Jared, give me your thoughts. You're on mute though, because you were talking to somebody.
1: Because some of us actually have to work. Um, You're at Costco. <laughs> details, details. So just the fact that they beat the Eagles, that's all I needed. I work with a lot of Philly fans, and they're absolutely disgusting animals, and I can't stand them. and That made my day. (laughs) That
0: is all. All right. Uh, We all watched the game. I think. Um, Actually, I think Ross. You went to bed. Time zones and all. But great game. I I, I did watch it the next day, so I haven't seen it all. Yeah. Uh, I thought Zach Wilson did exactly what he needed to do. He managed the game. Um, He didn't go. He didn't go outside himself. He didn't make any exceptionally splashy plays. Dan, what are your thoughts there?
2: uh, exactly what you said. You know, just manage the game, and is he's doing exactly what he needs to do to make this work? Because the Jets' defense is it's, it's an elite defense at this point, and well, it's an elite defense at this point, and an elite defense can carry a game manager to the postseason. You know, uh, I think there's some people who, I mean, there. My question for you guys actually is, are they the best defense in the league right now? Are, are you if you're gonna take a defense to like? No in the, in the battle, you know, for a football game. Are you taking them or are you taking, let's say, the Niners maybe? That's like the other that's the the team Browns. I think is closest.
0: Or the Browns. The Browns
2: yeah. Or the Browns,
0: yeah. Um, Yeah, I just – I don't think we've had an instance yet this season of just a pure defense won the team that game. You know, remember that Chicago Bears defense in 2006? You saw it three or four times that season, especially against Arizona that year. That brought on the famous uh, they are that who we thought cruel. they were. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> – You saw that that special teams and defense together would just win games because, what was it, Rex Grossman was their quarterback. Uh, This was an example of that. I mean, really, the Jets' defense won that game. Zach Wilson just didn't turn the ball over, which was important. Uh, They moved the ball enough from time to time, and they were able to move the ball into the red zone. They just didn't do shit once they got into the red zone. Ross,
3: what were your impressions of the game? Yeah, I was really impressed, really, really impressed with that Jets' defense. I think when you got up, or when I got up Sunday morning, I saw the Jets were down. Obviously, Source had the concussion, and obviously, down there, so ended up being down their top two corners. Yeah, I was obviously slightly concerned. And we, we sort of said last week that Philadelphia probably haven't sort of got into full gear yet, and they probably don't look themselves. But yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts is still, you know, still top quality quarterback. But yeah, he certainly got a, they certainly limited in him. I think what's really good about the Jets D line is they do seem to be really deep. So sort of as the game goes on, you think a defence might sort of start to wear down. The Jets' D-line seems to stay pretty stable and seems to stay pretty fresh because they do sub a lot and they do sort of get other players in and out. So I think they do a really good job of doing that. And yeah, they certainly, they had, obviously see, the, the Eagles have got A.J. Brown and A.J. Smith, so they've obviously got two top-quality receivers, but they, they sort of, they held them in check relatively well. And yeah, there wasn't a lot of time for just, to hurts just to sit in the pocket and, Right. And sort of pick where he wanted to throw around. So yeah, they did a really good job of unsetting him and 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 sort of keeping the game in check. So yeah, really, really impressive performance by the uh, by the defense. I think
0: mm-hmm. you
3: brought I think you bring
0: up something very vital there, which is it's something that's been a source of frustration for Jeff's Jets fans the last two years is that rotation on the defensive line. You know, you look out there and suddenly it's third and one and Quin and Williams isn't on the field. Instead, you've got Solomon Thomas out there. And it's definitely been a source of frustration but it continues to work in that they are fresh at the end of games and you have guys going all out to me there's two big key pieces for the jets that uh really just have taken their defense to another level three so quincy williams quinn and williams brother has emerged as just one of the best linebackers in the league and the numbers back that up at the moment uh number two jermaine johnson has just been taken another step in his development in terms of being able to collapse the pocket. He's got fast hands. He gets his hands out there as one of his deflections caused an interception. And then Bryce Huff's development as a first and second down um, defensive lineman have been a big part of it because instead what Bryce Huff was the last two years was he had like a 30% pressure rate, which is just fucking wild. But everybody would always say, "Well, he's only out there for third down, known obvious pass rushing situations." But now they have him out there on first and second down a lot of the times, and he's his run defense has gotten a lot better, and he's still collapsing the pocket. I mean, that dude, Bryce Huff, is going to get—he's going to get more than twenty million a year. The rate he's going right now, he's going to get. A, Jets should have tied him up a few years ago when they had the chance because he's going to get a massive contract.
2: Yeah. Um, and another thing with the Jets—you were—you were touched on it before, Matt, when you were saying that they have to put together like a complete game yet. They, maybe not a complete game, but they keep opposing quarterbacks from being elite. They keep that. And that's a big, that's a big nod to the secondary for, you know, preventing big plays down the field also. But they definitely, they definitely take the big play ability away from every quarterback they face. And we're talking about, you know, Mahomes and Allen and now Jalen Hurts. and Jalen Hurts, I mean, he looks... He, he looked like an average quarterback out there against that defense. It really you know? did. But you know, this is where at some point, you know, and this is where like you're gonna see a lot. If the Jets are gonna beat good teams like that, that's gonna be along these score lines, like you saw. What was the final 17 15? Was that the final?
0: It was 20 to 14, right? 20 Something
2: to, f- like that. Why do I think it was one? I think was 17. I must be thinking of a different game. Um, I know it was it was one score game, essentially, is what I'm getting at. They're gonna win a lot of one score games with a defense like this and a game manager. And,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a recipe for a wildcard spot. That's exactly what that is. I had never even heard of some of these uh, Jets cornerbacks, and now I would die for them. That's how I feel. So on that note, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the Sunday night game. So Jets beat the Eagles. Eagles were previously undefeated. I just want to revel in this moment for about two more seconds because the Jets are now 3-3, three and three, and the upcoming schedule softens up a little bit. You've got the Giants next. Um, you've got, hang on. I can't believe this. I hate and While
2: it's you look this up, we have one other. We, uh, while you're looking it up, also, we have to celebrate this. This is the first time the Jets have ever beaten the Eagles in their history. Oh They're my now God. they right. and 12 How's against the Eagles. That
3: I is could is not crazy. believe
2: that stat when I came out. I was
1: like, that can't be true.
2: I know they don't play a lot, Matt but like, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: I am just like, I know they don't play that much, but like, I mean, the Jets have been in the NFL since 1970. Like, that's, a, that's it's still a decent amount of time. That That's pretty wild.
0: Terrible, to, hosting, terrible hosting on my part. I apologize. You're right. I missed that.
1: <laughs> oh, see, I, I thought you were just saving it to make a big deal about it at the end. <laughs> I should. I mean,
0: the only ones... It turns out the road to victory ends at the Meadowlands. Um, I don't know. I'm trying. Uh, I hate that song, <laughs> that fly eagles fly. Uh, jets have Giants, Chargers... Raiders, Bills, and Dolphins. So let's realistically look at this. Like, obviously, we're going to talk about the Giants the next, but that's after the bye week. The way the Jets have started, you'd be incredibly disappointed if they can't beat the Giants. Obviously, if the Giants that showed up against Buffalo show up, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a very tough game. But you'd still have to say the way both teams have started the season, you would be disappointed if the Jets lost to the Giants. Chargers, Chargers, that would be... Chargers, that's a tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders, I, again, the way the Raiders are, they've, it looks like Jimmy G might be out now too. Like, uh, you'd be yeah. disappointed if they lost that. The big ones are going to be, so you, let's say they're two and one in that stretch. So that brings you to five and four, and then you've got bills and dolphins and Falcons coming up. So you pretty much, you know, you're in a really good spot. Like if you lose to the bills and lose to the dolphins, which wouldn't be a shame, which wouldn't be shameful. You're one game under 500 with a game against the Falcons at home, which you obviously yeah, hope and you to win.
2: And you've beaten the Bills already this year once, too. So you have a, a, a division win
0: there. From there, it's just Texans, Dolphins again, Commanders, Browns, and Patriots. Like,
2: yeah, you have to beat the Patriots at the end of the season. Y- you have You're going to gonna have to win that game. You're you going to have to, to win, have that, win game. that game to make the playoffs. That's what but I think.
0: Realistically, I mean, nine and eight. Nine and eight in that final seventh playoff spot is a realistic possibility. And it's a tough schedule. So they'll have strength of schedule tiebreakers. Right. And
2: he, you'd like to win one of those games against Buffalo or Miami just so yeah. you can get like another division win in there. But you have to beat New England at the end of the season.
0: You, do. you have to that's, beat the shit
2: teams. You have to beat the Giants. You have to beat the Falcons.
0: And we have to beat the Browns too. And that's not a, ta- that's a tall order too. Gotta like, win that are, game,
2: you got to win that game six to three.
0: Yeah. These are all going to be. It's not easy, but, like, the path is there. You can see it. And wouldn't it be great to end that 10-year playoff drought thinking we were going to end it with Aaron Rodgers and we're actually ending it with Zach Wilson?
2: Question. Go ahead. Now we see this Jets defense. You know, this. I, I feel like the way the Jets defense has performed and the way their offense has performed with Wilson managing the offense, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like your Super Bowl prediction for the Jets at the beginning of the season is not that far off now. If you would have got, you know, I mean, we don't know. Maybe Rodgers took a step back this season. We don't know. But if Rodgers took a step back, that's still five steps ahead of Zach Wilson right exactly. now.
0: Exactly. Like, so, like... <laughs> Ross and I disagreed on this, so it's a good time to discuss it very quickly. But I I truly look at the Jets, and the only, t- the only time they got outclassed in any game this season was against the Cowboys. Right. Right. Otherwise, they've been in every single game and won a lot of game. I I just wonder if Rodgers isn't there. Is that the difference? Are the Jets, you know, five and one right now if Rodgers isn't there? I feel like they probably still lose that Cowboys game because the protection was awful um, for Wilson. They,
2: they, they maybe win that Chiefs game. They maybe win that Bills game. I mean, they oh, won I, won think the they won, I think they won.
0: I think they won, the, won the, the Bills game. I think they, they, they the probably Chiefs win that Chiefs game. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably. And I know we can't, but yeah, it's an impossible debate to have, but it is. It is. So here's the other question, right? So we're looking at it, and Rogers is now walking without a boot a month after his surgery. He's been sitting by the water, presumably listening to Dolphin's Mate for, you know, a month. He's now walking without a boot. That's usually a milestone that's like six months into Achilles' recovery. (laughs) So what if ride with me here what if oh, no. week 14 15 16 17 <laughs> rolls along and aaron rodgers is healthy and the jets make the playoffs like you got to play aaron rodgers you have to Could you could you well yeah obviously you have to play but could uh, you imagine okay. could you imagine the just seismic shock if aaron rodgers is healthy come week 17 mm-hmm. the jets barely make the playoffs and then he's fresh healthy rested hasn't gotten the wear and tear of the season on him and we don't have to give the packers a first round pick i'm just putting it out there i'm just trying to will it into existence um although i tried to will the super bowl into existence and it ended up with a torn achilles so let's also remember that but i think it's time to go ahead i gotta throw a question
3: out
1: about uh rogers recovery. is rogers
2: Uh, Jared, we lost you, man. Oh, we lost you. I will get back to Jared's
0: question. Yeah, well, he'll he'll, he'll call back in once he's ready and then listen to his answer on the air. Uh, (laughs) Very first time, long time of him. So I want to ask,
2: you know, what if Rodgers goes to ownership and says, I'm not coming back unless you put different turf on the field?
0: I hope he does. Um, I spent even more time. I hope he does too.
2: I feel like that's what it's going to take. I feel and like I that's what it's, it's going to take for them to change. Like, if the well, players just went and said, we're not going to play today, like, fuck off. Saw, we don't care. Uh, we have enough money.
0: Garrett Wilson said after the game that the turf was... He just straight up called the turf trash. And that's the new turf that they just put into MetLife. Yeah. Why Why is their turf consistently worse than everyone else's turf? That's my other question. Why is the MetLife turf just... And There's another
2: in, one that gets, it gets a lot of flack, too. I forget which one it is. That they gets put a in lot new of, turf,
1: and it's still
0: shit.
2: I just they just they could have grass in there by this weekend.
1: What's yeah. worse? The MetLife turf or the the grass in what was that Phoenix?
0: Uh I'd say the MetLife turf though just because of the injury abilities. But yeah, yeah no you're talking you're talking about the Super Bowl. I mean, Jared, you should be kissing that Super Bowl grass because there's no way the Eagles put in as poor a performance as they do without Constantly oh, spending the whole game slipping the You should be we you go. should figure out whoever made and grew that grass and just go give him a big old kiss.
2: That the answer to that question would be Roger <laughs> Goodell. Roger Goodell made and grew that grass <laughs> for his new should homeboy I, Patrick. I also Mahomes. Go kiss those reps
1: too? I'll go kiss the reps too. Is that it? we're gonna go that route too? <laughs> you can kiss them for the
0: Jets game too. Yeah. You can
2: also want. kiss them for uh, you can kiss them for Josh Allen in Buffalo if you want.
0: Yeah, that one too.
2: Um, fuck <laughs> Dude, fuck those officials in that game, man! That Was a brutal freaking.
1: Shit.
0: That was a brutal. That was, I, It is just there does somebody needs to tell the league there doesn't have to be a Tom Brady. You don't have to pick one player to treat like this.
1: Can Can we just go right to the Giants game?
0: Yes, because
1: <laughs> I so I I'll admit I fell asleep. It had been a very long weekend. Well, I, I, I kind of did too. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I actually watched a slow mo of that entire play. I did not realize how like they showed a very quick, slow just, replay just at, the, at the end of the yanking game. Yanking on him, he's just yanking on his arm. but, just, but I everybody, the do, the everybody
0: my do your arm, right? Ross, let's see your arm yank. Let's see your Waller.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think. I think in today's day and age, you have to be very careful when you ask people to show them your arm yank because that could go very wrong very quickly. But I think this... uh, (laughs) So the replay that I saw actually followed those two players the entire route that they ran. And I mean, right from the line, he was practically... He never let
2: him go. He legitimately never yeah. let him go the entire yeah. play. So just to give my
0: just to give my quick recap before we jump into this, Giants uh, yeah. Giants nine, Bills fourteen. Uh, last play of the game, the Giants were pushing down the field. They got into the red zone and they got a flag for pass interference in the end zone, and it was pretty clear pass interference. It was that well. Yep. It was pass interference, but it wasn't as bad as the next play, which then they yeah, didn't exactly. call. Exactly, Like, that was actually less ticky-tacky. But Darren Waller yeah. runs into the end zone. He's contacted and held right off the line, and he tries to get two hands up to catch the ball, and he can't get his other hand up because it's being completely held is down. This, the ref is right there staring at it, and he's probably too much of a coward to throw the flag the second time. Yeah, it's, it's Antonio syndrome.
2: Like, because Darren Waller's bigger and stronger than every other tight end, he gets the game called differently against him. Like, Jared, you're more familiar with him. He's been in the AFC West for a long time. Does Darren Waller get more flags called against him because he's, he's built like he's ginormous? Is that, have you ever noticed that in your time watching the Raiders?
1: I, I, think not. Um, I really, other than the two games where they would play the Chiefs, I would make it a point to avoid the Raiders because they think sick. And yes, I love watching my rivals. Like I toilet. hope they lose. But, um, <laughs> I so I, I do see that some of the bigger players in general they kinda let more stuff slide. For exactly what you said, because they're larger, they're stronger, they like is that really interfering in their ability to catch the ball? Now that said On that play it was like well, yeah, I was gonna say on this play in particular where the best way I could describe it is it almost looked like he hit him off the line and his hand somehow got stuck in his jersey like that's the best way i could describe it that his hand was stuck and he just went with him like oh shit oh shit i'm stuck i'm stuck i'm stuck like he was just pulling the front of his jersey like he was trying to peel the numbers off it it was embarrassing that that's a no call and then you know like chris Jones is. Didn't
0: touch Tom
1: Brady's face mask, but they call it roughing the passer. Like, still on that one. Huh? It, was a, it was a horrible fall. I believe call, you've had that. It was call terrible. Made up. It was my, it believe, is, it's yeah.
2: one of the worst calls I've I've seen all season. And as I said, I, I always get we always tease Matt for going on officiating rants, and I'm you trying do. so hard and not go, you guys on all go on one right go now. On I know. Rants. I I, I kind of I do this thing where <laughs> I blow up immediately. Like I have an immediate blow up. And a text message thread. And then I get it all out. And then I think about, like, you know what really lost the game for the Giants or one of the babies they lost? Tyrod Taylor audibly to a run play at the end of the first half like that. Like, you know, yeah, I, I you talk about like perfect. intelligent play. That's not a good, that's not a good check for, for Taylor. You got to throw the ball there. You got to take multiple shots at the end zone there. I and didn't then like kick the field goal.
0: I did not like. I didn't Dable like Dabbling throwing, Dable him, under throwing him under the
2: bus. Yeah. out. that wasn't right. I I do not agree with that. That's something you got to handle in house. You got to so, tell them. and you you tell the media there was a miscommunication. We're going to work it out in practice this week. That's all so you got to say.
0: Very quickly on the refs, what I will say um i use this comment all the time to troll the new england fans i just say well you shouldn't allow the game to come down to the point where a ref can decide it but realistically this is a really close league where most games are settled by one possession or less and calls here and there are going to make the difference no matter what so that's just sort of the nature of it and i think it is worthy of being upset about um i definitely get more upset about it than i should i'll own that but let's talk back (laughs) about the giants um (laughs) So, Ross, what were your thoughts on the game? And talk to me about what the Giants' defense did that worked so well.
3: This has got to be the best performance by the Giants' defense all season. Bobby yes. Okereke, was everywhere. He was everywhere. And he's even got Michael McFadden backing him up. And he he was sort of part of a couple of those turnovers that we got as well. So, yeah, it's really yes, good was. to finally see him sort of getting involved as well. And I'm always the one who says, I'm not going to go on the big run about officiating. And I'm not gonna go because like Dan said, the reason we lost that game is because we had two shots on the one yard and didn't score. We scored three points out of it. Oh, sorry, didn't get any points out of it. But that roughing the passer penalty where Okariki hit Josh Allen in the oh. chest and just knocked him down. I don't know. I, I get when they're you know, when they're hitting a quarterback in the head and stuff like that, as much as I don't like it, I get it. That's
2: why can't the overhead? Why can't why can't New York like whistle in and say you got that wrong?
3: Yeah, I understand. But do you remember the, the season? Watching it in full speed, you think you, you can sort of right. you can see how it can can, see how it can happen. But but the thing is, but you see, we we watch one replay at full speed. You can see, oh, he has hit him in the head. So why are we letting that go? Like, why is? Because that's a big penalty. That's Huge, a big, big penalty. Change the you whole know, game because so, yeah, then so they that, drove that, down that, the field. That field me, but that's actually no. They got a, the league itself.
0: Giants did get an interception on that drive, though, right? After that penalty. Crickets. I, I think they did. That joint. I think I it was that drive. Because yeah. I remember thinking karma afterwards. So Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to like place the back of my head man.
2: I was pretty I was pretty red from oh. like the roughing the passer call. Like I was whether, pretty fumed from that. I will say the whether other was, Go ahead, Jared.
1: Whether it was an interception or they only got a field goal, where they got a touchdown, where they, they got a touchdown with a two-point conversion. Like they just the only severe outcome from one end to the other. Regardless of what the final outcome of the drive is, it's it's a shitty call. Like to to go back to Dan's point earlier about not calling a pass interference because Darren Waller's a larger player, Josh Allen is fucking huge. Like when you put him up against, say, Kyler Murray or what's the face. Oh, everybody
2: spoiler, spoiler, everybody. Bryce Young. Yeah.
1: Oh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young's t- Like, the first time I actually saw a game with him, and I saw him go up to the line, I'm like, Jesus Christ, is that the running back? And then I realized that was the quarterback, but, like, Josh Allen is compared to those guys. So, roughing the passer, I, I look, I get the immediate responses. It's got to be fair and even across the board, which is just such a corporate bullshit answer, but Roughing the passer on Josh Allen and roughing the passer on Bryce Young or Kyler Murray completely different perspectives because of just their sheer size. Something, you hit Josh Allen with something, and it's like, was that a bug? And then you hit uh, Kyler Murray the same way, he's dropping straight to the ground like a sack of potatoes. So... I, I have issues with the roughing the passer call yeah. across the
2: board, not it's, just – So I'm just going to say – It's just dumb. It's dumb. I'm sorry. But, I, said, I want to – It's dumb that you can't – I guess before, that you just can't go to the other the, – the replay referee and just yeah, get but, the call right.
0: Just uh, get the fucking call right. Counter-argument. It was fucking awful that season that they started replaying, you know, pass interference and all that stuff. Like it just – shouldn't take long. A little here. Buzz down. I was
2: like, hey, you got that one wrong. Trust
3: me. You <sighs> saw you saw an example of it in the Cowboys and Chargers game last night. I think it was third down towards the end. It looked like the Cowboys' fourth thing tight looked like he'd caught one. You could see, clearly see from the replay that he's bobbled it, and they did that expedited review, didn't they? And within the, the Chargers didn't need to use the challenge. It was sorted out within twenty seconds, and you know, game carries on. It went to third down instead of him, you know, catching it again a few extra yards. It shouldn't I take I a long time to why. do it. They'll do that. No, if they thought, it's not AJ it, Brown. Because the thing is, when it, when it's when it's simple things like that, it's you know it's very easy. And the expedited review came down, and they just said, yeah, he didn't catch it. He bobbled the ball. It wasn't a catch. You know, move on. Third down. he you know, it's, it's from the same yard it was before. There's no no catch. But that calls like that. They said you're losing. You know, obviously a first down and 15 yards. And it's rough in the pass calls. And some of them are so bad. And it is just it's just frustrating as well. It's just because you just want to watch a game where you know quarterbacks understand they're going to get hit. And, it's, you know, it's going to happen from time to time. And yeah, I, I don't think Josh Allen cared. No, I, a... and I, I do understand this league thing of trying to protect the quarterbacks to a point But at the same time that we understand the sport we're watching and the quarterbacks understand the sport they're playing. If they're just getting knocked like that, and this is this was a bang-bang play where Okariki's coming, as he's released, the boys hit him. He hasn't hit him in the head. You know, he's moved his arms out to the sides to not hit him in the head. So, yeah, stuff like that, it's just it's just frustrating. But you see that in the league, you know, every weekend. It's just, yeah, it's, just, it's frustrating to watch.
0: So boys, uh, how long do you think it's been since the Jets have been the beneficiary of a roughing the passer call? It's over two years. I know that. It's six, 675 days since the Jets have benefited from a roughing the passer call. The Jets have had the most roughing the passer calls called against their defense too in that time in the league. And I think the Giants were like right there as well. So it's annoying because again, we talk, we talk about not wanting to blame the refs, but Roughing the passer is a 15-yard penalty. That's a game-changing call at any point in the game. And to not have one called in your favor for two years and to lead the league in calls against, and we all know, we can say what we want, you know, Jets' defensive line gets a lot of pressure, blah, 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 but we all know that also the refs, it's just completely, you know, at their discretion and it's completely judgment. We watched Mike White get folded like a chair by Buffalo last season and not get a call after the ball was already out. And then, you know, we watched Zach Wilson this weekend get smacked in the face by an Eagles player and not get a call. It's just, it's a really frustrating thing. And I'm with you, but I also just, we already have like so much baked in slowing down of the game in the NFL. Do we really want to add just more times the game just stops for us to look at? The, I don't know.
2: No, 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 If NFL just did replay more Dan
0: efficiently, froze. it okay.
2: wouldn't take so long. Stop with running the stupid with the official over. It's it stop with running the official over to the booth so he can do it himself. There's a just do it like soccer and rugby do it. There's a guy upstairs, they're talking to each other back and forth. Maybe someone runs a tablet onto the field to give to him if he really wants to look at it rather than him run over there like a ball boy would or something. Someone that's going to sprint out with a tablet, but it should not take more than 20 to 30 seconds don't, to get a call right more often than not. Sometimes there's, there's, it, it takes a while. I've watched some plays. I'm like, okay, I can see what it's taking a while, but it shouldn't take forever. Some of these plays, it should be immediate. There's no excuse they, for it to not be immediate at this point.
1: They have earpieces in, don't they? So they could talk to each other.
0: They do. Yeah.
1: It's, it's yeah, it's, it's no longer just a microphone, it's the NFL's I process. It. Sucks. That's well, what it it's is.
0: stupid that they have to have the on field ref go look at it. Like, can't they just can't the person yeah. back in the studio be qualified, or we can have a second set of multiple sets of eyes on things? Uh, I mean, hockey Toronto just gives the word down, it's very rare that they go look at something on the screens, but Toronto just says, Nope, that was this, and then they, yeah. you know, the move only on
2: time the they want the, the on ice official to look is if they say, Hey, we we need your set of eyes. This is a tough one. you know, And that's going to happen sometimes. But I'm happy we have a system in place to get those plays right. Yeah. Said, for when it, it comes with things like roughing the passer, or whether there's two feet down on a catch, or whether it was a catch, that shouldn't take long.
0: Or if the Devils score the against the Maple, Maple Leafs, they should know that they just disallow that goal.
2: Disallow that goal immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Maple Leafs. I still, yeah, I still think about that game once a week I'm... and and then the beer guy. yeah oh ross last leafs, year the devils had the maple leafs are like the darlings of they're like the manchester united like they don't win anything but they get all the calls in their favor so the devils had in a in a game the devils lost i think it was four three to the maple leafs the devils had three goals disallowed and two of them 100 percent should have counted one of them was rightfully disallowed but it, it would have been just, like their 15th win in a row but by the end of the game, the fans, the by, on the third disallowed goal, which was the only one that should have been disallowed, the fans started throwing beer on the ice because they were and so pissed. My,
2: and it was, it, it was Thanksgiving Eve, too. <laughs> yeah. So everybody was sloshed. Like, the game started at, like, 4 <laughs> in the afternoon. Everybody was
1: just freaking shit-can drunk. It was awesome. <laughs> it, was like, average, it, was a, it was like the average BAC in that in that facility it was probably a by oh
2: yeah it was just a recipe for a disaster like, and and i mean it was some really awful calls i i I would have been i would have had a hard time not joining them if i was there
0: it was frustrating because by the time, t- time, by the, time, time the, the third hammered. when the third goal got disallowed i like lost it and then i saw the replay and i'm like ah but that is actually the right call okay fair enough but like yeah. the other two weren't and that was but anyway i digress um Giants lost. Do you, uh, Ross? Do you feel like this was a moral victory? Slash, do you believe in moral victories?
3: No, there's no such thing. There is absolutely no, no such thing.
2: Giants uh, don't get moral season, victories end, after last year.
3: No, the end of the season, you don't get. You don't get in the playoffs on moral victories. No. You can, you can definitely come away from a game and take some positives. But I, I hate this. I hate this whole moral victories thing. Yeah, we, we, you know, we lost the game, and I can go back to several Giants plays that I think that's the reason we lost the game. I'm not, yep. you know, I'm not even going to blame the officials, like Dan said earlier. There. Tyrod Taylor checking to a run when you know you've got no timeouts, and then you know at the end of the game you're on the one yard, one yard line, and you can't get it in. It's just yeah. But you, 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 you know if you're not scoring a touchdown, you don't deserve to win the game. So yeah, you know, although you can sort of say there were some encouraging signs that the defense played well, and I don't know if you've noticed this as well, Dan, but Tay Banks looks really good. Yes, he's been he's been locking down receivers every week, so that's an encouraging sign. And you know if you can get players like that going. really helped because we did sort of say the first couple of weeks the defense wasn't really working so right it's like we said there's
2: a a bunch of people there's a lot a good handful of players having good individual seasons sunday was the first time you started seeing a kind of gel on defense
1: well that was more of my point you can look
0: at these games and say okay this game was a turning point in the season like that had the vibes of a potential turning point in the Giants' season problem (laughs) is now you have to face the juggernaut Jets. Right.
2: And and as and as I said, that's not I'm not looking forward to facing the Jets defense with Daniel Jones, a quarterback. And like all we'll, time we'll and, and all Tyrod and all Rod Taylor did in that game was was uh set the bar for the lowest Daniel Jones can be. That's all Tyrod Taylor did in that game. He set the bar for the lowest Daniel Jones could be this season. He didn't do anything to win the starting job. He didn't do anything to impress me. He didn't, he didn't throw any touchdown passes. He didn't he didn't get the like Russ said, he didn't get the he made a huge mental blunder. Um, didn't got crucified for a publicly in a wrong way, like you said, Matt, but a huge mental blunder nonetheless. Okay. Um it was just there's there's nothing he did that makes me think this offense can put it together or anyone else. They looked maybe a little more so the offensive line had their best performance of the season as in a whole game. There's no doubt about that. That was the, that was the most competent they looked. And the X factor, you know, Saquon Barkley was back. And it makes the offense just a little more diverse. You have to pay attention to him. If you don't pay attention to him, he starts doing what he did to them in the fourth quarter. You
0: it know? was, it was definitely. Oh, go ahead, Ross.
2: Oh,
3: Ross. They don't have to do that with Breeder or Gray or Whip. It could be something happening here.
2: Looks like we lost
3: him. Yeah. yeah we're, lo- like- we're losing Ross.
0: We lost Ross again. It's those, it's those darn AirPods. Um, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I get permission. mad at the Giants, and he gets mad at the AirPods. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> permission to share the dad joke that popped into my head because it I, oh, it made you never, me laugh.
0: Permission in from my head.
1: Me. Oh, okay. I just I, I was gonna say, uh, I that game gave me a hundred percent confirmation that there's a lot of married men on the Giants roster because to be on the edge of the promised land and you still can't get it in, that's like the most married man thing you could ever do. It was a lot funnier in my head, but I found it amazing. <laughs> anyway, how do I how do I eject him from the media? Yeah, how do we eject him? <laughs> no. This is, yeah, this would, is no. dad jokes.
0: This Come is straight on. up you <laughs> this is straight up propaganda. And Dan, do you know what propaganda is? Propaganda? It's when an English person looks at someone. It's propaganda. Propaganda.
1: Oh. <laughs> that, <laughs> was that, that, was,
0: that was good i enjoyed that one was good. on that note uh i did just want to say was that brian dable's uh gl- it, since i've been watching the beckham documentary was that gra- brian dable's uh glenn Hoddle moment ross
3: <laughs> Do you know uh, what I, i've got a, a difference of opinion i actually didn't mind i didn't have a problem with dable being like that on the sidelines with taylor at all i don't mind it I, I prefer oh, very, fiery An- very Antonio Conte approach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I said, Dan, I said, I said last week, I said, you look at Dave on the sidelines and he was just he was not lifeless last week, but there wasn't much from him. And then Sunday to see him actually go, I prefer that Dave the fiery Dave or the one who looks. I like you know, that he was
2: fired up on the sidelines that I was OK with. I'm OK with him being mm-hmm. fired up on the sidelines. I didn't like in the press conference, Aaron, what's going on in the locker. That's what I didn't like. I'm all about him getting fired up in the sidelines. Because I don't like yeah, when Conte I... did that shit either. I don't think it, it didn't. Obviously, didn't helps Spurs at all. Yeah.
3: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah.
2: You know, I'm so sad. I, but on the sideline, yes. I want In the moment, in the game, I used to complain about this with Buck Showalter. I thought, but he's getting too old. He wasn't as fired up as he used to be anymore. I think he said, your magic. You need to be fired up, man. You guys need to see that you want to win just as much as they do, man. They want to see that sometimes. You know, a reserved demeanor isn't always called for. You can get fired up and pissed off, and then you reset you settle down you know you it's an emotional game everybody's all pumped up you know so that's just, how I, I, I always felt that.
0: with uh Sala like I always thought he was a little too reserved and I was promised a coach that needed a hold me back guy like when he was in San Francisco he literally had a assistant who would hold him back and that's what I was promised with Sala and I've been a little disappointed but you know watching uh him and Joe Douglas so- celebrate because Joe Douglas was in the Eagles organization for a while so watching those two celebrate on the sideline I was like oh yeah All right. Um, They're starting to win me over a bit to be determined, but
2: um, not enough credits given to Salah for his belief in Wilson and keeping that kid and like from like going down, like just a really deep dark hole of quarterback. Like he's the only one that came out in public and backed that kid. Yeah. He's the only one. The fans were destroying him.
0: You hear rumors, his teammates
2: him. are destroying him. Yeah, every Jets fan go, back, was destroying go back
0: four him. weeks on this podcast, <laughs> on yeah. destroying him.
2: And he believed in him. He believed in his system. He believed in his process. I, I got to give him a lot of credit, man. That's really good. That's a good example
0: of very good coaching on his part. Okay, so on that note, um, let's talk the other games. There were a few games that stood out to me this weekend. So obviously. Um, you got to give credit to the Dolphins. They went down 14-0 right away against the Panthers and stormed back, scored on their next five possessions, I think, and ended up winning that game 42-21. What are you guys seeing? I don't give credit. You don't give credit. (laughs) Got it.
1: I'm I'm sorry. To go down that far and have nothing to show for anything with all of that talent on that roster and to then basically have to, like, Slog through the mud to fight back to win that game. No, did you watch I'm it? They did not slog sure about... through the mud. Uh, I don't know, I, I didn't watch it, but just hearing Miami Dolphins down Carolina Panthers, no, the the Panthers are no, no, just great analysis.
0: No. Um, no, so I, I
1: can't, <laughs> back garbage, to the... fucking garbage team that. Maybe they have a chance to build in the next couple of years, but the Thank dolphins here and how old oh, they're the speediest team in the league and blah, 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 all that freaking offensive talent. And they had to fight back to win the game no I yeah, don't they're, they're Sorry, not only that they fight back to
2: win the game they fought they back and then they dropped the freaking
0: hammer and demolished yeah. them they yeah. woke up and scored on their ne- scored touchdowns on their next five drives that's a pretty Just impressive result them. yeah uh, two or uh, three touchdowns mike white uh one throw one interception return for a touchdown um but you know are we mad about tyreek hillstone is that what this is? He is mad about Tyree Kill. He doesn't want to. <laughs> he doesn't want, want to admit that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, We've had the Tyree Kill. has you been want
2: to talk to that offense yet, like if if you props, want to talk you about re- you didn't replace Tyree Kill and still want a Super Bowl. so exactly. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> and if you want to talk about driving
0: in the mud, Jared, we'll talk about Broncos eight, Chiefs nineteen. But we'll get to that next. Um, that's driving in the mud. Dolphins pretty handily won that game. They're a good team with a pretty poor defense, is the way I'd put it. Uh, their defense is definitely. You know, they've got a lot of talented pieces there. They've got Vic Fangio, but they're just not really playing up to their potential. So that will be interesting as something to watch. Can the Dolphins defense wake up as the year goes on? Because we know that their offense can score, put up a lot of points quickly with, you know, all worldwide receiver Tyreek Hill doing backflips. Did you see that, Jared, when he did the backflip and he held the phone up for a selfie?
1: I'm sorry, but he did the backflip in Kansas City first. So I will not not for that.
0: Ross. What are your thoughts
3: right now on Bryce Young? Not to ambush you. Uh, it's concerning how out of his depth he looks this early. He just, also we had the discussion earlier, didn't we sort of saying about his, you know, that is about sort of the smaller players in the league, but yeah, watching him and the difference of him with the players around him, it just, uh, he was good for Alabama. You know, he was good in college and, all right, playing on a great Alabama team. But yeah, I'm just he just does look a bit out of his depth at the moment. And they've they've changed their play call, haven't they? They've gone to their OC now He's going to run the, the play calls. And then there was a report last week that said they're going to simplify the plays to try and help him out. And then you've got CJ Stroud in for the Texans, who's just who just looks comfortable. He's That's great. you know his feet are mo- Yeah, his feet are moving, he's throwing the ball on the move. He, you know exactly where he's going in the pocket. And Bryce, I mean the difference, this is the difference between the first and the second pick in the draft. And they look so far apart at the moment; it's just insane. But yeah, you, know, you know, I don't want to judge the guy too early. He's played, you know, five games or whatever it is. But yeah, it's not. There isn't. There hasn't really been any encouraging signs for me so far that would suggest that he's going to be worth that number one pick. Obviously, the, friend, the Panthers gave up a lot for him to sort of get that franchise back to being competitive again. I just I don't see it at the moment. But
0: yeah, fair enough. I think that's a good summary. All right, I've been holding out on you long enough, Jared. I'm sorry. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, chiefs 19 Broncos eight. Uh, cause you mentioned the Miami dolphins as driving in the mud. Uh, watching this game was like, just getting oh, into mud, uh, bathing myself in it, putting a car.
1: Cop- it was yeah. just, it, it just, I know I, I, I'm trying to not become a Patriots fan type person, it's, it's all never a It's hard, dude. But,
2: you, you, vote for, you vote for the consistent best team in the league. It's hard. That's <laughs> nothing you can do well, about it. I'd become yeah, a Patriots
1: type fan if the Giants were doing this. Oh, my yeah, God. I would love I'd be, to be that. I'd be unbearable. <laughs> I, I don't want to fall into that trap of the roof is on fire, the roof is on fire, the roof is on fire, um, the sky is falling. Because it's not. I mean, at the end of the day, we got Chris Jones back in the lineup um, whatever the situation is going to be there um, still have arguably one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. You have arguably one of the best tight ends in NFL history. Um, you have one of the best NFL products at running back out of new Jersey ever. Um, just. Oh, you. I mean, he's just fantastic to watch, especially when I have him in fantasy, it's delightful, but the the lack of the lack of chemistry with the receivers is concerning. Um, I'm I'm glad that he's building the chemistry with Rasheed Rice. Um, I hope that that continues, but now that does what that that shows defenders that okay, we make sure we overly cover Kelsey. We overly cover Rice, and Mahomes is screwed. Like, and obviously he's not screwed. I get that. But it, the lack of chemistry with the other receivers is concerning. Um,
2: you, need a, you need a slot receiver.
1: Your team yes. doesn't have a, your team doesn't uh, have a slot uh, You need Hardman That's a slot huge problem. Receiver.
2: Yeah, We're not even Hardman, starting Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, trade for Hardman. Why not? Jets aren't Jets even will, playing Jets will, Jets, will, Jets will take no. a pick for him.
1: I, but you, need you, you need a Hardman. Right. You need a slot receiver. We need a Hardman. We do not need Hardman because he's <laughs> why he's better day than you got. No, he's one solid bump away from going back out on injury, and that was my problem with him. Is that when he would play, he really was a great slot receiver. He was he was awesome. He got the yeah. got open. He was a, a kick return or kick or punt returner. He was a return guy. Yeah, so he did well with that. But then he would get hurt. Right. And, I mean, he basically missed the majority of the last season hurt. And when he did come back, he came back in for, what, a quarter, maybe a half? And then he was hurt again. So, yes, we need a Hardman, but not Hardman. So I I will agree with that.
2: I understand the, not wanting to give up draft capital for that. I you get could
1: that. get; I it
0: would probably I I would think a six round pick though would do it for the Jets, which is worth a flyer, because um, they apparently think Randall Cobb's better. So there's that.
1: Yeah, that. I mean, look, he, I understand the logic with that because he had the chemistry with Rogers, but anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down the, the we're done with rabbit the Jets hole there. Right, 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 right. Um, it it was yet again painful to watch. Um, The defense looked okay. Um, Not great, but they looked okay. Um, They probably kept them more in it than they should have. Side, sort of side note, but not side note. uh, As of Friday the 13th, the Denver Broncos released Frank Clark, and there's a lot of rumblings that I guess it, it humbled him a little bit to not get re by the Chiefs and then get released by the Broncos. So he might be coming back to the Chiefs at a reasonable cost. So I, I was I was very happy with Clark's performance overall when he was a Chief and to bring him back in with Willie Gay and Chris Jones and just, um, holy shit, the young guy whose name is completely escaping me right now but the white dude over on the other end. Um, But to bring him back into the fold with those guys would really be great. Um, It would just help bolster when the offense doesn't perform. So uh, depth
2: Depth is always important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to be a starter. And I think he's accepted that
0: other side of the ledger here. Uh, What's going on with Russell Wilson? Ross, what are your thoughts on Russell Wilson as a quarterback right now?
3: I'm not sure. I'm not sure how a quarterback can go from being what he was in Seattle, and then getting you know going on a team where you've got Sean Payton as your head coach, and then but just still looking like a shell of your former self. It's just, I'm yeah. I just I can't I can't quite work out. I don't I don't actually think he's, I don't think he's played terribly, but he doesn't look anything like the player that the Broncos traded for. I mean 95 no, no, yards.
1: Yeah. And I, I was I was dying again, not to not to yet again go back to the Jets, but I was dying during the Jets game, how the the color commentators were so proud of themselves, talking about how, oh, Jalen Hurts, very Russell Wilson esque. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm sure he doesn't want that comparison. I'm sure <laughs> well, like he Russell's trying,
2: it was great, let's be real. Oh. There. Absolutely. We have to accept that Russell's old, too. He's he's played a lot of great football. Yeah, this yeah is, but he, this is, this to is, Ro-
1: to Ross's point, a steep drop-off.
2: That happens sometimes. 13 just happens. for
0: 22, 95 yards, one touchdown for, versus two interceptions. Um, tough game. I mean, he just doesn't look like a good quarterback anymore, is my take on it. No, he doesn't.
2: No, he doesn't. And now I have a question. Is he? Yeah. So, so John Schneider, who's the c GM, the rush trade, does this kind of make up for the Jamal Adams oh, trade? Oh, 100% makes up for the <laughs> Jamal Adams trade. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> got, I mean,
0: got, dude, he, he saw something because he, he knew when to sell there. Holy moly. Oh, wow. Didn't know not to buy a safety with two first round draft picks, but we're happy with, you know, Garrett Wilson and uh, who else did we get? We got Garrett Wilson was one of those picks and then, oh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Okay. We're happy with those. Uh, moving on because D- Dan, do you have any thoughts on, it looked like a good return for the Broncos defense, at least though, if we're looking for silver. Well, line yeah, right like
2: Jared said before, like, you know, you thought you said the chiefs kept defense kind of kept them around too long. Well, the chiefs defense keep them around too long or did the chiefs offense not put the damn game away? I think it's a little more of the latter. Yeah. Uh,
1: i my my short answer to that question is yes.
2: Okay. Yeah. So
1: I think the defense kept them ahead. The offense absolutely did not slam the door shut on them like they normally did. And I'm, that's my point of concern right there. Right. Is the this is a defense that gave up
2: 70 was, points not too long ago, dude.
1: Yeah. And, and this is an offense that would put up 70 points not that long ago. Like no, only the do- no, no, no.
2: Only the Dolphins can do that. The Chiefs well, aren't now, that I, good. The I, Chiefs aren't I, I that was, good.
1: They're not. I, I was. Quite just, they're not uh, as good as I the twenty twenty
2: three Miami. Dolphins. I
1: was using a little artistic license to keep <laughs> with that theme, but they were an offense that would put. Up I was using really a little
2: shitbaggery to keep with that theme. <laughs>
1: right. So they were. They were an offense that was more high scoring, and they weren't. So I, I have to go with the give and take, but. The offense needs to start gelling big time.
0: I think they will, though. I think it's too early. Again, this is the same conversation Absolutely. we would have for years in New England where they'd be freaking out on sports radio. No. Fucking Tom from Attleboro would be calling in and going off about, you know, Tom Brady's career's over, Belichick's finished, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to go never, horrible. Never, never was the case. Okay. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, Mac Jones didn't throw a pick six this week. He did have an interception, so good on him. That's improvement. And uh that's all we need to say about that shitty team, which yeah. is really lovely that we can. And with just... the
2: Chiefs at the end of the day, Jared, they're still five and one and there's still two games up in the division.
0: And, and let's talk about. Their a... Let's talk about another five and one team who were also one of the final. So we obviously know the Eagles were one of the final undefeated teams in the NFL. They got knocked off by the Jets and then 49ers 17 Browns, 19 49ers, the other undefeated team and no longer we have no more undefeated teams.
2: Oh man, that AFC North turned into a good division, huh? Isn't it? Oh, yeah, they really <laughs> are. A lot of teams playing. Every,
1: every team has a chance in that division with the way they're to built. acknowledge that game. I wanted to acknowledge that game because I wanted to acknowledge as much as we drag the NFL for their assorted shit that they've done, that's way, way off the one. Uh, I guess the NFL adjacent did, uh, Fox actually, actually I think did a good thing in they were forced to you know drop the Niners game of, of the Jets Eagles game, but I think actually a reasonably decent decision and I wanted to applaud them for that because normally yeah. I hate all things Fox but just.
2: Just to recap, I think what Jared said was he applauds Fox. Jared, you had some, some break up there, but I think he it's said was breakup.
1: was Fox was
2: uh, – he applauds Fox for getting rid of the 49ers game, even though it was the end of last second game and it was a thriller. And I'm no. sure everybody watched oh, it. Oh, right. so to watch other of it. side of the coin, no. they did
1: not I get was rid saying, of it. Oh, they didn't they get did not, rid of it. That's, that's what I was saying. They
2: didn't get rid of it. Well, I had even a friend of mine Elizabeth, around here, who bitched about it and said they did.
1: No. So Maybe by you guys. I was watching it. Uh, It shouldn't have been no, because I was watching the New York feed from Fox and it, he's like, oh, because of, you know, NFL, we have to leave that game and go to the Jets Eagles. And then 30 seconds later, they went like NFL red zone style, split screening it. And because it was so early in the game and the Jets had just gotten a kickoff, they had both games on there, but still had the audio from, the Niners Browns game, and that's what I was applauding. Like fair enough, going Jared. outside of the, what's that?
0: No, I was just saying fair enough. Jared's the number one Rupert Murdoch yeah. fan, and uh no, no, moving I'm on to the game. Rupert
1: Murdoch hate Fox, but I, that, I was just giving them that little bit of kudos. That was it. That's uh, all they'll
3: I'll... ever get out of. Me.
1: Ross,
0: what were your takeaways from
3: this game? Yeah, a bit like what we said about earlier about the Jets defense. Watching that Browns defense is. Yes, yeah, fun. Jim Schwartz has really, really got them going. But yeah, I mean, for the for the Forty ers to lose a game like that, obviously it was against a really tough defensive opponent. But yeah, Purdy sort of got made to look a bit look a bit more sort of brought him back down to earth a little bit. I don't think that's going to be the start of him just on a downfall, but I think it's just a bit of an off game. And the fact that like, every team gets injuries in games, but the the 49ers have at one point lost to McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. And, and Trent Williams. I mean, that's a lot. Um, I'm pretty sure that Shanahan's probably got plays there that sat on his playbook just ready for, right, this is going to be a McCaffrey play, this is a Samuel play, and then both of them are not in the game. It probably throws everything out for them because obviously a lot of their, you know, a lot of their game plan will revolve around those, but they couldn't even get Ayuk going either um, because sort of Purdy was under a lot of pressure all the time and he sort of made a, a couple of bad throws, but probably, it's probably all part of the process for him and learning and sort of what it's like to play in those games where you're going to be put under pressure like that. So it's, um, Again, it's a couple of tough, tough refereeing calls at the end as well that probably didn't didn't help. But the you know forty still had still had the chance to win it at the end. And yeah, it's a disappointing disappointing kick. And the, uh, to yeah, so for the 49ers to lose their unbeaten run against the Browns and their backup quarterback will be disappointing for them. But this is this is what happens in the NFL. It happens every season. There's games like this where teams shouldn't lose to who they do and they end up losing to opponents that they probably plan down to a little bit. But I think the 49ers will be fine. They've got the Vikings next week, and I imagine they'll go going to trash them.
0: It's why the 2007 Patriots were so impressive, because it's really hard to go undefeated and then lose the Super Bowl um, the way they did. Yes, yeah, so, a hell of an achievement. Well done oh, to them. Yeah, great job. Uh, we've lost Jared from the road. So as far as the NFL goes, we were going to discuss some other topics, but we've, uh, we've gotten into it. I... Otherwise, um, did we have another London game, Ross? We did, right?
3: Yeah, uh, we Ravens. had Titans Ravens this week. Yeah.
0: Was that at a uh, Shittingham Hotspur Stadium?
3: It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, first Place Stadium, First Place Stadium.
1: That's
2: a <laughs> new nickname. they played at the top of the table this weekend i hope they enjoy i've I've
3: never looked forward to the premiership coming back so much dan you've just
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh, just some background for those you listening in our group chat i routinely have woken up in the beginning of my morning this past week and just said top of the morning to the whole crew with a picture of the premier league table and I've found creative ways ways that I think are creative to show off the to Tottenham or <laughs> top of the table. And I have been absolutely unbearable for the past. Yeah. Week. You call them and... creative.
3: I call them infuriating. But, you know, <laughs> a
0: there was um, Ross, there was a time frame where I would just literally do all these chats with Lanzini shirtless as like my background <laughs> for zoom. So it, you know, it was coming. Uh, I knew Dan once they were top of the table was not gonna let that opportunity. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't let that opportunity go either. No, I I
3: absolutely I don't blame him, but I just don't enjoy seeing Tottenham at the top of the table. But um yeah, you you enjoy your moment, Dan, because it's not gonna last. Yeah, not so gonna don't last. worry, the Premier League doesn't either, I'm sure we'll get through <laughs> at some point. <laughs> um speaking of which,
0: I do wanna we talked a little bit about Arsenal on the last pod, but I think it is worth noting that are they a legitimate title contender now?
2: With that win over City?
0: Arsenal? Uh, yeah. I mean,
2: as long as City shows any sort of like faltering, I think Tottenham, Arsenal, and Liverpool can all be considered until City kind of writes the ship a little bit. Yeah. You know, if City writes the ship and starts playing like City, then it's just gonna be a, another snooze fest by the end of the season again. But if they city, but I feel like Liverpool, Arsenal, and Tottenham, the way they're playing right now aren't too far off from each other. Tottenham has depth issues, I believe, that the other two teams don't have. So that'll be the biggest thing for them. But they're also only playing in the league, because I'm sure they'll crash out of the FA Cup in their first match, because that's what they do. So I definitely definitely could see them there at the end of the year, too, along with Arsenal. Arsenal definitely is the scarier-looking squad, if that makes sense on paper. Like, you know, Nartet has been there for a while. They're really buying into him. He's really cemented his, um, you know, his, his his style there over the past couple seasons. So that that means a lot in, in the
0: in the football world. I could definitely see them near the top of the table. You'll never sing that. What a what a trophy, Dan. Um, <laughs> I have to say, I do think that'll be the top four. I think it'll be some mix of City, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Spurs. Uh, right. I <laughs> man, United's midfield is just terrible. They're not gonna. They're not going to win any really big matches like that. Uh, they're pretty lucky to be where they are. I'm, I'm, I, I'm more
2: concerned about a team
0: like West Ham than about Man United. I'm not going to lie. What a time to be alive. Um, or Newcastle, even. So I am going to make a bold prediction. And this is why I came onto the topic. I think Chelsea are going to finish fifth or sixth. I just, they're, and Ross covered uh, Earmuffet for me. They are underperforming their XG to quite a level, but they're creating tons and tons of chances per game. And I I just have a feeling watching them that it's all going to start clicking eventually and they're going to start putting goals in the net or I'm wrong, but they've, this is kind of going back to last season too. They would win on XG. They would out create more chances than their opposition, but then lose and not score any goals. And I just, I I just personally, because of the way I view the sport and the way I view that analytic, I just don't think that's sustainable. I think they're going to start scoring. I think
2: XG. I've, 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 I think I've agreed with you on this. I think XG is a very great uh, determination for a very long term look at something. The best, right? We all agree. Yeah, yeah, and I. (laughs) (laughs) It's only bound to turn at some point. It's just Chelsea. There's so many new players at Chelsea. It's just a matter of I think how long it really takes all these new signings they brought in to actually click with a new manager a whole new culture new owners still pretty new ownership still like everything is new there so it makes complete sense that they're not completely putting it together and that their XG xg so high because the talent's there and they're just not quite put together they need to play more football with each other so i could see where you're coming from at. i just don't know if if they've if they haven't buried themselves in too much of a hole, I guess there's the only five points. Are, there's the only five points
3: there.
2: Uh, yeah, it's Ross, just, are, I don't
0: see it yet. Ross, what are your thoughts on what we just said?
3: I think with, with Chelsea, they lost and did not they towards the with injury before the season had even started. And I think that uh, Jackson up front does a lot of running for them, but his shooting is so erratic at times. But they are, like you said, as much as I do hate this XG thing, they are creating a lot of chances. I think they lost one 0 to Villa, didn't they, the other week? But they battered them in terms of shots, but they just don't, they're just not converting. But like Raheem Sterling looked like a look like the Raheem Sterling of three or four years ago again. He's been brilliant this season for Chelsea. And I think you'll slowly start to see them come along. But there is still going to be that it's gonna it is gonna take time, you know. Like Pochettino's come in this summer and he's got to change things, he's got to get his system going. But also they've they've made so many changes, new players-wise. But you know, we're talking about them buying, they spent, I don't know, five, six hundred million or whatever it was in the window in January. And then they're bringing in like players like Casado two days before they've got you know the next game and stuff like that. It's going to take them a while to sort of really bed those players into the team and get them going again. But, but they've just spent such a crazy amount of money that they just they can't they can't fail. They have to do something otherwise they're you know they're going to be in, in really big trouble. I mean, I, I thought it was crazy when they spent 115 million on a defensive midfielder and they did it again and bought another one in Casado. So they've now got two of them. So. It's going to be interesting to watch. But I do agree that I think Chelsea. I don't think it's actually crazy to say that Chelsea possibly will finish in the top six by the end of the season. But you've got you have got to watch out for teams like Villa and Newcastle and as well. It's sort of, they're going to be in and around it as well up until the end of the season.
0: I think this this is a facade a little bit. Like you know how you have those seasons where you have a couple of non big six clubs in the top six. I just have a feeling right now what we're seeing is a little bit of a facade, and we're just getting Newcastle's going to replace. Manchester United in the big six. And I think then it's going to round out as like Villa, West Ham, Brighton for seventh or eighth, ninth. And I just have that feeling that all these big six clubs are, even though it seems like they might be down a little bit right now, are actually going to find their way back into the top six, which sucks. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Rugby World Cup. It's something I haven't been watching, but I am going to give it off to Ross and Dan because you guys have been uh, watching this, right? Tell us a little bit about it.
3: Yeah, so this is this is possibly one of England's. I wouldn't say one of their worst teams for years, but it's definitely not one of their strongest teams for a few years. So for us now to be sitting watching them playing in a semi-final on Saturday evening or Saturday afternoon for you guys is probably not what I expected at the start of the tournament. Um, they they sort of, they, they they let it get too close against Fiji on Sunday, but they did get the win. I think this is probably going to be the end of the line for them, and I think a team like South Africa will outclass them on um, on My Saturday which exactly. is yeah, yeah I can't I, I said I just can't see, you know we beat we lost to South Africa in the World Cup four years ago and they outclassed us then and I think South Africa are still really good and we've got worse so right. I don't see I can't yeah I can't see any, any way that we beat them um, on Sunday I think that we were one of the in terms of the way the draw felt I mean obviously you can only play who's you know the way the draw goes but I think we were we were really lucky to get Fiji I think if we'd have played You know, a New Zealand or a South Africa, one of the top teams in the last round, we wouldn't have made it to the semi final So I think we were quite lucky to get Fiji. And you know, at one point we were sort of two tries ahead, and then all of a sudden, within five minutes, Fiji brought it back, and it ended up being sort of really narrow button at the end. So it's probably going to be the end of it for England. But yeah, as as obviously an England fan, I am proud of how well they've done, and. Yeah, the fact that they've sort of they they have probably have outachieved what what most England fans sort of expected. But yeah, unfortunately, I think it will, um, I think it will come to the end on, on on Saturday, and I think we'll be looking at a New Zealand against South Africa final, which is which should be a really good one. That should be oh, a really could be a banger.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a banger. Um, yeah. That's that's it seems like it's going to be All Blacks in South Africa in the final. Um, their win against Ireland, New Zealand. Uh, what a what is just a beautiful, beautiful, great like if. I was even texting if you guys are going to get into rugby, this is the match you guys should be watching. These are the two – yeah. I'd say two of the three best teams in the world. And just, just beautiful, great back-and-forth action, really – and just a lot of drama in the match. Uh, you know, Johnny Sexton's last match. There's so much going on there. And he got to be happy you made it further in Ireland, right? Well,
3: yeah. I mean, yeah, again, <laughs> we're not so sort of – But, the,
2: the but that's – yeah. I know. But they, so explain this to me because I'm still a newcomer to rugby. How is it that there were so many marquee matches so early on in this tournament, as opposed to the soccer like World Cup? Like, how is it like? Like, I can't believe New Zealand and France opened this tournament, and like New Zealand Ireland isn't at least a semifinals match. But some of the other say, like, like, is there is? Did they, How different is it? I guess in terms of how they do but the pools and everything.
3: It's obviously there's less nations playing. Right. top-level rugby that they're going to put into a tournament. Now, you could argue that the World Cup or the European Championships, whatever you want, has been diluted over the years because they've increased the tournament size for the last few years. And I think it's going to go up again, isn't it, in the next, is it for the next Tournament after? So, but there's less in terms of like, because you've got obviously in rugby, it's in the Northern and the Southern southern Hemisphere. And there's, there's sort of only a few good teams within that that can actually sort of be competitive. So, it, yeah, so, sort of, but that's, but that's what, that's, part of the beauty of rugby then it also feels like a bit of a waste you know because Ireland went out in the quarterfinal stage and you think well they're better than that but they've played you know they played such a tough quarterfinal game that you know and you've got England who probably aren't good enough maybe to be in that semi-final but have made it again that's just the way the the way the draw felt. but yeah you do end up getting sort of these quarterfinal games we I mean, had some really good quarterfinal games right
2: I haven't decided if it's more interesting or not yet like I'm, I'm kind of on the fence I guess I have to see how the tournament ends and how the semi-final games play out I mean, it's yeah, not like we're gonna I, have a we're gonna have a great final. I think no matter what, so I think you know the All Blacks are gonna easily handle handle Argentina, and then even if England does upset upset South Africa, I do think like England and New Zealand they're gonna be up for that match yeah. in the final, and it's gonna yeah. be a uh, and it's just it's gonna be a great final regardless. You know, I think the only I I think those, the New Zealand Argentina semifinal ha- could get out of hand, but not not like Argentina's a bad squad, but I do
3: think it could get out of hand with the way um argentina, way the all, argentina, way the all blacks are going right now yeah argentina sort of they don't really know when they're beaten, um and they they will they won't sort of give up but yeah new zealand should be too strong and they should overpower them be right. watching um watching Ireland. Uh, sorry watching Ireland, watching argentina beat wales um sort of late um on saturday against what yeah that was that was brilliant instead watching uh Watching a few Welsh tears, or it goes down well in my house. So that was, uh, yeah, that was good fun. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so Wales no, is Wales is the big ban-
2: Yeah, Wales is definitely the least favorite of the European countries. I feel for since I've gotten to know you. Were you more upset? Obs- are you happier that Wales went out or France went out?
3: Oh god, I can't. Stop. I don't know because I hate them both.
2: Yeah, because France and their home country going out in the quarters—that's awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that yeah, watching Dupont
2: bit, walk but- off the field, the loser, you guys. That
3: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's it's tough it's tough when you hate so many countries but you see you sort of try and hope they all go out as early as possible and then you can enjoy the rest of the tournament but I mean I'd be I would be happy to see, not happy but New Zealand it would be who I'd like to go on and see and, and win the tournament I I really like them um, yeah I do Africa, we through one last time so yeah maybe it'd be nice to see when, see when I watched
2: when I watched the All or Nothing on the All Blacks I fell in love with them like I thought like, yeah. this is such a this the culture around this team is cool the vibe around this team is cool these guys are like so like they seem like pretty down-to-earth dudes some seem a little wild and i like that too like rugby players just
3: seem like a fun lot and that's what kind of really they're, started they're, getting they're me they're into a, it they're a different breed they're a different breed but yeah i'd really recommend giving that watch And i know you're not big into the rugby but sort of seeing that seeing that sort of different team environment in a different sport and seeing how that works i think you'd, i think you probably you'd appreciate it from sort of the team stance and what it is they go through together and stuff like that. So I definitely recommend giving it a watch. So
0: that's awesome. the next yeah. key for me. I was um last time I was in London it was uh what is it the Six Nations or whatever. Six Nations, yeah. Um it was England and Ireland were playing and I went out to a pub to watch that. And it was a good mix of English and Ireland fans and it was a pretty fun time. Except yeah. uh I ordered food and they gave me ketchup and just because <laughs> I'm American. That's like that's my favorite thing about being in London is they just like I'll order a fish and chips, I'll order something that comes with fries, chips, and they immediately bring me some dusty-ass bottle of ketchup, like they assume that I don't want <laughs> vinegar. And I actually like them, all. I love, vin- I I am like a huge vinegar guy in general. I love like salt and vinegar. That's a good Well, that's a big <laughs> New Jersey thing. Vinegar
2: fries are a big New Jersey thing. They it's are. A big, it's, we're very much known for our vinegar fries in New Jersey.
0: But they just hear your accent and they bring you like this dusty-ass looking bottle of ketchup. <laughs> it's like, how old is this? I don't want to touch anything in here. Yes. Um, so, good times. Uh, I always enjoy it. Guys, thanks for that uh, summary. So, I'll tell you what, we'll give this a more prominent place on the show next week after the uh, semi-final. When's the final? The week after.
3: Uh, uh, I think it's yeah, the Sunday. Do they sure get, they get not a not week jam- off between? So I'm not sure if it's the Saturday or the Sunday, but yeah, it's, a, it it's really is... a for a long It is...
2: When like... is the Rugby World Cup final? October 28th.
0: 22nd, that's the Saturday. Saturday
1: October 28th? Saturday.
0: It's going to be a spooky final. I think we can all agree then, <laughs> based on the timing. Uh, on that note, thank you everyone for tuning in to Pop Sports Shorts, and we still haven't discussed a new name. I'm Matt, that's Dan, that's Ross, and uh, have a great one, everyone. See you later, everyone. Oh, and Jared says bye.